Happy New Year. It's a whole new you and a whole new year of Integrateness podcast with Jason and Jolene. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm Jason. She's Jolene. Jolene, did you survive Chris? I guess you did. You're here. I'm here. <laughs> so you made it. Did you follow all of our advice from a couple of weeks ago? Always, always. Fireball and eggnog. What else was my advice? <laughs> Tell everyone. Hash, uh, no, uh, marijuana and the brownies or, or baking. <laughs> that was a big one. That was that was good. Right. Um, yeah. yep. How about yeah. you're here? You're smiling. I, I'm I here. I'm smiling. I, I put on Black Christmas and cleared out the in-laws. Everything's great. Thanks. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, and it's a it's a brand new year, 2023. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then- there was like no waste in time getting back into this shit. Hey, like it wasn't like a nice January 6th kind of ease in here. We no, are. It was like the first was a Saturday. No, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. So everyone technically went back to work hungover on, yeah, on the second because it's it's often lots of people get the day off because they roll over the stat from the first. So welcome <laughs> back to work on this lovely Tuesday. If <laughs> on a Tuesday right like time travel crazy I know isn't that crazy yeah it and it's I always hated years like that when I was in school like I like there's there's the odd year where you had like like New Year's and you had a whole week off after because all the holiday shit was done and you got to chill out right but yeah but not this year people no we had lots of time before Christmas yeah a lot of time before Christmas yeah yeah to Um, be all excited and is it here yet is it here yet is it here is today the day is today the day no Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and then, yep, and it's over. <laughs> All your chocolate's gone. Today is the day. Santa this is here. the day where a lot of people go back to the gym, stop drinking, or drink less, mm-hmm. go on a diet, right? and put all these 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 sort of external pressures on it, because it's supposed to be this new year, and you've got a new you, and be excited, and this is when you implement change. I, for a while, did a, a fitness podcast with James Sutherland called the Anatomic Fitness Podcast. And we did a New Year's episode called New Year's Resolutions Are Dumb. I think it was something like that. Um, because why wait for a new year to, to make a change? If you want to make a change, just make the change. Like, just just do it. Like, just start implementing it right away, right? But so many people figure the new year is the way to do it. Jolene, are you one of those people? Or do you just sort of make a change when you need to make a change? I am not a resolutioner, but I am an intention setter. So those are two different things. Resolutions I see link to kind of goal-driven, less sustainable outcomes in terms of like, I'm looking for a specific this, this, this. I set intentions and very much around my business, but then I roll that into my personal life. So my intentions are this year. So every year I pick a new word, Um, like a couple of years ago, it was peace. And every decision, every interaction, everything I chose to do, it was like, does this bring me closer or further to peace? This past year was surrender. Does this bring me closer or further away from a place of surrender? And I really integrate that into like a theme of a year. And then I set intentions. I set monthly intentions for what do I want this year to look like in my business? What do I want my budget, like my financial income to look like? Because again, I am like creating my reality for the year. And then I go revisit that a few times a year and I work my magic into it. And it has been serving me well. So I actually have pages in my day timer that I write. I'm a hard copy day timer gal. That's like my Bible. Um, And I write out what my personal, what my career, what my spiritual, what my 
physical goals are, the things I'm going to say yes to. So I have also an agreement to myself of what are the things I'm going to say yes to more. I'm going to say yes to more flow. I'm going to say yes to more boundaries. I'm going to say yes to reading more books. Like sometimes I set a a goal of like, I want to read two books a month, right? Because sometimes I can read five a month and none for three months or things like that, right? Um, So I will set up all these things. I want to meditate daily. I want to be regularly journaling. So all these things, I also have, you know, um, you know, uh, things I'm desiring to bring into my life, right? So what I'm looking to attract into my life, whether that be an individual to share my life with or things like that. And what do I um, ideally want that to look like? So it can be kind of my order to the kitchen, right? Like I can go to a restaurant and sit in a booth and not get any fucking food in front of me because I haven't placed my order. So at the beginning of the year, it's a beautiful time with a brand new day timer for me to sit down and place my order. So that's what I do. It's not a resolution. It's an intention. Make sense? It it does. And I think resolutions, if you look at it, when most people set their resolution, they almost invariably fail. Mm, Like how many people, like, it just doesn't happen. Like I, I'm a regular, you know, exercise training person and always, you know, at the gym in January, Oh, look at all these extra people. And by the end of the month, it's back to the people that were there all along anyways. Um, and I think it's, I think an intention is better because it's an intention. It's like, it's, there's not a, there's, there's kind of a less set goal of when this has to happen. Right. Like it's, it's, but it's a, it's a concept to bring forward. Stoicism is big on that. Mm-hmm. Big and on the big that. thing is when we set a specific goal resolution outcome, we talked about this before around expectations, we limit everything else that can come into our life. So we stay focused on that one tiny thing. It's like, I'm going to the store to buy this one red apple with white spots. Well, you get there, that apple's not there, but there's seven other kinds of apples. But because you listed that one, you get nothing now. (laughs) If you would have said, I'm looking for an apple-like fruit or a fruit like an apple or something that would be as nourishing, I mean, you open up the availability to that or better. And I always ask, I always put that out. And again, this is me working some of my magic is around like, I want this or better right? Because half the time, the things I'm dreaming up for myself are limited by my own insecurities, that my own ideas of what I think is available to me based on what's tangible, not based on things that I have no idea are coming my way, right? Again, this podcast, if people go back to the beginning, understanding how I set my intention for this and how literally this was something I never would have planned to happen. That's that extra little like spice you add on the dish. That's like, Ooh, that's the special sauce right there. Right. So I stay open to all of that. Yeah. So we actually open up more availability, the less specific we get to like attach to an outcome. Um, So that's why I like to connect with desired states of being rather than actual goals. Like I'll have financial goals and I'll have things like that. I absolutely have those in there. But for the most part, like my career, my goal isn't to work a certain amount of hours, make this amount of money and see this many clients. What I will say is I need this amount of money ideally so that I can be the best worker that I can be like best counselor I can be. I can have free, uh, more time for my kids so I can then be the best mom I can be. But then I also have room for my service work and my creativity and creation of new so I can give more of me. And my intention around that is based on the service and the desired state of being rather than the specifics. So I find that always works better for me is when I can anchor into, I want to be at a place of peace. I want to be at a place of balance and harmony. I want to be a place of enjoyment and, you know, these kinds of things. And then that way, 
there's so many things that can come into my life that can offer that. And I use those as like anchored feelings, core desired states of being. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I think that's, and that's a good way to do it. Um, Cause you're right. If you're so specific in something, you you set yourself up. Like I remember um, Dave Mustaine, he was an original member of the band Metallica and mm-hmm. they kicked him out. And so he got really mad and went and formed his own band Megadeth. But he had set in his mind that he was going to outsell them and have bigger shows than, you know, with more attendance at shows and all that. And he never did. Metallica is one of the hugest bands ever, but he still by standards of success made a shit ton of money. He'd sell out 20, 30, $40,000 stadiums. Right. But he was never happy because he'd yeah. set this lofty, almost impossible goal to beat what became the one of the biggest bands in the world. And that's one of our biggest um, like barriers and blocks is that we get attached to the things. I'm going to get the degree. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get the partner. I'm going to get the white picket fence. I'm going to get the kids. Fuck, why am I so unfulfilled still? And this is what a lot of my workshop that I created is around is like to be in intrinsically inspired and fulfilled so that those things don't become our markers of success and joy. They can contribute, but if you anchor into the core feeling, you can have that feeling throughout that journey. And if you're linked to the feeling instead of the outcome, the entire journey becomes the experience. The entire journey becomes the award and the reward. And I guarantee you, you're not feeling empty at the end of it. So many people are empty at the end of those achievements are like, what next? What next? What Mm -hmm. next? We live in that what next society big time. Yeah. And I think we need to recalibrate that thinking because then you want to be satisfied. There's got to be a point where you can just kind of go, you know what? This is enough. Anything that comes next is just gravy. Yeah. And I'm, I did I'm happy I, here. I did that for years, right? It was like, I did this and then I did that and then I did this. And it just what made sense. It was what I should, right? All those things. And again, this is a this is more like living in alignment with your truth and your like heart-centered decisions, right? And then in the last, you know, three years or so. Um, I really started living differently from more heart-centered intentions of things. And my life has been abundantly filled um, in various ways because of that, right? But when we silence those parts of us that just do the shoulds and walk through the motions and stay at this like dull place of existence, right? And everyone, when I say the word dull, I know that you can look at the areas of your life that feel dull, what areas are not bringing me joy, satisfaction, and balance? And that's really what we could look at, right? As I reflect on the last year, what areas lit me up and what areas made me feel dull? Maybe just write that down in a little category. Feel free to go through each month. Sometimes I'll go in inventory each month. I'll actually go through my day timer. I'll look at what was assigned up. Every month I sit down and create new intentions for the month. What are my main goals in terms of like where my attention is going to go? Where am I intentions are going to go. And, you know, like even in in October, I remember writing like balancing hockey schedule with life because that's when I finally got all the hockey schedules. And I was like, this is actually a task I need to focus on is how to balance this in life now. And that will be a success point when I can green mark check that. Right. Um, But looking at that and going back, okay, what were the things, right? Maybe what was it about summertime or what was it about this one month that really flowed that felt great? Maybe there was a better work-life balance. Maybe you were able to participate in life in a different way or other people were present in your life in a different way. Think about all those things. What lights me up? What makes me feel dull? And I think that's a beautiful place to start in terms of what do I want this year to look like for me? I think that's brilliant. 
And those are great ideas for people. I, I uh, last year did this because um, I follow the Daily Stoic right on holiday. And he has this new New Year's challenge, whereas each day is a different challenge. And I kind of I remember getting this email thing. And uh, I knew that what the first one would be when the first like go out and take a cold swim. You know what I mean? Polar bear challenge. But that's a, it's a way to kind of get control. You are in charge of your body, not your body the other way around. And I figured they'd all be physical challenges, but they weren't. They were mental challenges. And they, some of them were hard, like were really hard. It's like, okay, take something you love and give it away and get a cheaper version of it. If it's a phys if it's like a, you know, like an inanimate object kind of thing. Stuff like that, which I thought was really cool because I think most people think, oh, you know, go for a four-hour hike or, you know, do 50 push-ups. But no, it was like actual character building stuff. And it was really interesting to do that over a month. Wow. Yeah. And, and I I was, I'd already done, I think, by that point, um, most of them anyways, I'd found. It was kind of interesting. Like I was already on that path I wanted to go on anyways, but there's a few that really kind of catch you off guard, right? Like it was, you know, it was really neat, but it was a great way to, Figure if you hadn't done any of these to figure your shit out, like what's really important to you, what's not, what your limits are, what you need to improve at. I think that's a good way to approach a new year as well. Like kind of, you know, don't just like I need to lose weight. Well, why? You know, you ask yourself that question, why? But what, you know, look at your character and who you are and what you like and what you don't like about yourself, where you think in your life you can be a better person yeah. as opposed to just living according to someone else's rules. I love that. And that's the other thing about resolutions is they're typically about taking things away from our life, right? I want to lose weight, right? Or like, I wanted this, I want to. So when we take things away from our life, and this goes back to all my old addiction work, I was like, we spend a lot of time thinking about the drug, getting the drug, using the drug, coming down from the drug, thinking about the drug again and getting the drug and doing it, right? That's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You got to replace that with something, right? Otherwise, like we are reward-based humans. Like we love reward. Pavlov's dog, the bell, right? We salivate. We know what positive reinforcement reinforcement looks like. We do not respond well to negative reinforcement. We just don't. So if we are removing things from our life, like privileges, like, you know, or, or booze or whatever, it was like, what are you going to, um, like smoking, right? What are you going to replace that with? Well, I guarantee you, if I tell you, Jason, don't look over there right now, don't look to the left <laughs> or actually it's the right. Yeah. See your eyes go even. You didn't even <laughs> Why <Every> not? <laughs> Like the minute I say, don't do something, your brain wants to do it. Right. So it's like, don't smoke, don't smoke, don't, don't eat this, don't eat that. Right. Don't drink. And then you're just like in psychological hell with yourself. Right. But what if you said to yourself, I want to be healthier. So I'm going to gift myself with, you know, healthier eating. Um, I'm going to allow myself more sleep because we know sleep impacts greatly our ability to lose weight. So what are the things that help support you losing weight so that now you're not just taking away food or implementing exercise or this or that. It's like, I'm going to gift myself with like some kind of fun class with some friends to go socialize. I am going to, you know, allow myself, uh, nutritional planning or this or that. And if you start looking at as ways to add um, joy or add experience to your life, it suddenly doesn't feel like this chore of losing weight. Losing weight then becomes a side effect, right? Yeah. So we talked about this in meditation um, episodes and stuff. And it was like, you know, it's, it's about the side, like you can meditate 
and do that for 10 minutes, but the side effects are the best part. And I call them side effects because people aren't really expecting that, right? But you're going to gain, you know, more energy. You're going to have less stress. You are going to be more focused. You're going to get more inspiration. You might have a better chance regulating your emotions, right? So talk about like, how do I, instead of seeing this as a punishment and something I'm taking from my life, how do I switch it and make it seem like it's a gift or something I am earning in my life, something I'm gaining, right? I think then you're more inclined to stick with it for sure, right? Like that's the hard part when you start trying to, you know, an exercise regime because it's hard and it hurts for a while. You know what I mean? And you don't care about the benefits of losing weight or being stronger. It's just like, fuck, this is hard. But if you could say, I started doing yoga, which has been a fantastic way to get strength, better balance, lose some weight, but you're in this class with other people and it's fun and you're doing these moves. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's more fun to go do it. Totally. And I started Pilates a few months ago and it was the same thing. It had been years since I had done anything. I used to do a fun Zumba class, which was like hilarious. We had a great time. We were like a like limited uh, admission kind of group because we were so inappropriate we being mostly me, (laughs) but we had so much fun, but I haven't been able to do that for years just because of childcare and stuff for my kids in the evening. And and then we shut it down at COVID. So I started Pilates and it's the same kind of thing, right? I'm not going to lose weight. I'm going to prioritize time for myself. So I'm already succeeding. Every class I go to, I'm already succeeding. This is not about a weight loss journey. I was also going to strengthen um, like my core and again, had twins and a giant baby before that, right? Like Um, and also to like, allow myself just a different socializing, a different self-care activity that I haven't for a long time. Right. Um, so I'm already winning. So with those three things, check, 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 weight has nothing to do with it. What is the side effect of me going regularly? Well, aside from mood and strength and all of those things, I also have shifted my body shape. I've also obviously, I don't think, I don't know if I've lost weight in the beginning. I know that things were feeling different. Like my clothes are feeling different, including somewhat tighter. Cause I was more muscular too. My butt was getting nice and nice and groovy there guys. Um, but like for the most, part, Jason's laughing. <laughs> but yeah, so there was all those changes, but like, those are the side effects that are brilliant. But if I would have went just for that, I wouldn't have been able to check that box off in the first three weeks. Right. No, you can't. It, it doesn't work. It never works. When I first started boxing in 2014, I mean, I was wearing 218 and uh hadn't done any exercise forever and i just like the act of boxing the physicality of it the sparring you know the the training with other people and all that and i remember about three months in i kind of i started doing a spin class with some colleagues when i was at work bc at the y and i remember looking at myself in the mirror i hadn't really paid attention i looked myself in the mirror and i was like holy fuck like i had leaned right like 218 to like 195 you know what i mean and leaned right down and there's muscle there and i'm like i haven't looked like that since i was like 20 something you know it was just but it was cool Totally. So kind of think about all those areas. Again, we obviously go to the fitness ones or the drinking ones, right? So if you're cutting booze out, if you're having like sober January or something like that, please, I want you to look at, okay, are you having to cut out social time? Because now it feels like a double punishment, no booze and no friends, because the two are often associated, right? Um, So if you're not having more social time, what are you doing with your alone time? We have talked a lot about the value of alone time, the value of sitting in your own silence, your own conversation with yourself and meditation, journaling, silence, doing things by yourself and just really starting to give yourself the attention and priority to truly know yourself and what's actually happening inside that noggin of yours, you guys. So maybe that's the gift. It's like, I'm going to disconnect from drinking and I guarantee you, you'll get clarity from that. That's why I really don't drink outside of 
like summer cocktails at the lake and stuff. Cause I just, I lack clarity. I lack connection with my guidance, all those things. So I'm gaining clarity. Um, I'm also gaining a relationship with myself. I'm prioritizing the relationship I have with myself by having less social time with others um, and looking at it that way. And I'm making space for like this new, any new inspiration that comes my way. I might learn some really cool things about myself or build myself and resource myself in some really amazing ways that I didn't know I was capable of because I was always kind of leaning on social interactions or others or staying busy. I didn't know I wanted this or enjoyed that or whatever these things be, okay? So maybe that's where you're benefiting if you're gonna cut out drinking, okay? Look at those areas. Um, if you're looking to make other changes in your life, maybe um, it's around, maybe it's around relationships. Maybe you want to start building more friendships or some things like that, right? Maybe you want to make changes at work. Maybe you're thinking like, this is my year of boundaries. I'm really going to like focus on this and choose myself. Maybe that's going to be your theme for the year is like, where can I choose me? Where can I very in, in like a very devoted manner, continue to choose me all year, right? And then what's the benefit of that? You might end up having some negative effects of that as we know, but like, where are you gaining, right? Well, I'm actually more peaceful overall. I'm happier. I have less resentments, like all the things that happen when we choose me. So really look at what does this one desire, this one resolution, intention, desired state of being, whatever you want to anchor into for the year, what is that offering me in the side effects department? Where is this going to overflow into my life, if that makes sense? That does. And that's a good way as we move into this year to approach these things that come up, you know, and these things that you want to do. So good advice here. Yes. What do you say? So you always have so many projects and you have timelines for your projects. You have like publishing dates and things like that. So how do you lay out your year? Like, what does that look like for you and the dude brain? <laughs> I don't really do that. I just know there's a date that it's, due. well, it's, this year I'm going to be considerably less busy, which is great. That was one of my things as we're moving into it. Um, kind of trying to move into a state of semi-retirement here and only focusing on a couple things now because I'm tired of being that busy all the time. Um, but the way I looked at, it, and I was always really good at this being in a newspaper background, cause you're always fighting with deadlines, multiple deadlines a day. So I just know when these things are due and I just move, I'm always moving towards them. And as I kind of move towards them, I've got them, John, I, I have a, like you, I have a physical day planner. That's my Bible and everything's in it. And I just know when they're due and I have dates on when I want to check in. And I just stick very strictly to that. It means I'm very busy. There are days when I'm working from 7 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night, but there's also days when I'm not where I just say eight o'clock, the phone goes off, the computer's off, and I just don't engage anymore. And I had to kind of create that those boundaries with myself. And that's so it's basically structure, schedule, and boundaries are the ways that I pull off all the stuff that I do. Totally. And you have a hard copy. Again, you guys get a hard copy day timer if you need it. Like don't rely on your phones for that shit. There's something about when we write stuff down, scribble, circle, that makes things like spatially tangible in our brain. Okay. We can't always have our brain just having this one input of information. We need the other sensory pieces to whole brain experience all of that. I really believe that. 
Um, so yeah, you use that and very masculine energy focus. So those of you who are familiar with masculine feminine energies, like that's a very masculine energy focus to that. So for me, I look ahead for the whole year. I leave way more room for flow. I didn't always. Okay. I also am an entrepreneur run my own business. When I worked my nine to five government job, I couldn't do that the same. Okay. So now I run my business in more of a flow state. I leave it open. I let my client demand determine when I run my workshops and that will start to surface throughout the year. I have a rough idea, probably three, four times a year, I'll run it. Um, and I let that determine when that's going to be as the time comes. I have a rough idea of what I want my weekly schedule to look like based on my, my mom role and my work role of what my desired set of hours are going to be with all the other tasks I have around that. And I kind of leave a lot more room for flexibility. And now that all my kids are in school, I actually, my work days are more flexible. They always used to be the same days. And now I have a bit more flexibility of what those work days look like um, and where I might do a half day here and a full day there. I just have more flexibility. So that's kind of where mine is. And then I have very distinct things that will be like tangible set in stone, kind of like Jason's talking about there. Right. But I very intentionally write down all of the things I'm desiring in those areas of my life. I check them off. I highlight them. I'm constantly going back. I've got my bucket list of things that I'm always working towards in my life that I leave in like the background to just guide me where I get to go to knock those off. And I, I pick that anchor statement, right? Like, does this bring me closer or further from surrender or whatever those kinds of things be? The other thing that I do with my kids. So um, I, on the front of my day timer, uh, I do like collaging. So I cut out things from magazines and pictures and I I'm showing Jason right now, but I collage like my motivational stuff right onto my day timer. And then I like tape it on with just like packing tape. Uh, so it's kind of like laminated. But like there's just inspiring quotes and pictures and things that kind of guide me into the year. I always do that. So every time I look at my day timer, I'm reminded of that. I have a screensaver on my phone that reminds me of a mantra that I'm kind of anchoring into for the month or the season or whatever that be. So I'm always leaving reminders of these goals and intentions. It's like road signs. If I am heading on a road trip and I continually get the signs, you have 235 kilometers to the next, the city I'm going to it. No, like I know I'm always on my way there. Right. And that way, if I'm off of that road, I don't see those signs anymore. Uh Oh, I got a detour. Right. I got to go back. So that's kind of what that intention is. And my kids do that as well. My kids will come in and do their little dream boards for the year with me um, just by looking through magazines, picking their things. And then we put them up on their walls and we see like, these are the things I desire this year. You know, we see where that plays out and what that looks like. So think about how you can incorporate this into your life. Think about how you can make this like a really intentional activity that you remind yourself of past January 31st. Okay. We want this to be sustainable for you. You are making life changes. And you know what? Maybe one of the things is like, I'm going to consistently listen to Jason and Jolene's podcast because every week I've been making small changes in my life based on what we've been talking about. And that is a massive commitment to yourself right there. Which is, if you do that, thank you. <laughs> If you're listening to us every week, we really appreciate when we do hear from people who tune into every episode. And um, honestly, there's been so much feedback from you guys that you are loving the content because that's exactly it. You can make all the changes you would naturally be making with a lot of work where you don't know where to start. So it's like, you know what? Every week we give you a place to start. You don't have to start in one place, right? Um, we can constantly be making changes and have more awareness and consciousness around everything that's kind of in occurring for us. Also on my webpage, uh, I have like a manifesting meditation that I also use at the beginning of the year to really solidify and um, 
you know, sign, seal and deliver my intentions out there to the universe. That's placing my order to the kitchen so that I can get what I'm ordering. So that's also something you guys might want to check out there at www.jolenedawn.com. Perfect. That was a nice plug, by the way. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I added our podcast to my website too. So it's got that on there. So it's just kind of a one-stop shop for everybody. They can get my meditations there. They can link to our podcast there. Yeah. Awesome. Because we don't actually have our own real webpage other than the one off of Podbean where we host our show. And we're now on Podvine, apparently. What is Podvine? I is another pod platform. (laughs) Somebody was that we weren't on Apple yet. And I was like, motherfucker, why are we not Apple material yet? Because Apple's a don't even get me started on Apple. We'll I use Apple. that. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. I just, I don't know. I just, cause I, I always have, like, I don't know if you guys could see me, I'm just holding my hand out. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, we left the, the Apple verse a while ago and we regret nothing, our family. So <laughs> Android all the way. Anyways, that wraps up this week of uh, Integrateness podcast. We'll be back next week with a whole new topic to broaden your horizons and help you achieve your inner greatness. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.